You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Wednesday, 8 February. Disney results due later today. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, chatting with uh, Jimmy Moyoho, the Sasso update, and then rumors that PPC might be exiting their Zimbabwean operations, which sent, sent the share ratcheting higher. Zayam uh, Langa, he's uh, head of research at RMB, president scorecard on the previous Sono promises ahead of what I imagine will be lots more promises tomorrow evening. Shirley Weber uh, from ABSA CIB Potential and Challenges for Decarbonization Metals in Africa. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb. SOE CapEx projects slump more than 85%. That adds to the decline in the value of new projects announced. And this does not bode well for economic recovery. Business Day, liquid gas producer Renogen places 110 million rand in shares to raise capital. Share price falls after it launches accelerated book build, probably to fund the offshore listing, I imagine. Morning markets, US was green. S&P up 1.3%. Nasdaq up 2 Asia's mixed. Uh, Sydney off. Sorry, Sydney up a third. Tokyo down half a percent. Commodities green overnight. Gold thousand eight hundred and eighty nine. Brent eighty three seventy four. Platinum nine eighty three. Palladium strong day thousand six hundred and thirty four. Rand seventeen fifty three. Bitcoin twenty two thousand nine hundred. Ten cent is up zero point eight percent in Hong Kong. And top forty opening call. 290 points to the green, that is 0.4% higher. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Jimmy Moyoho, independent analyst. Jimmy, appreciate the early morning time. The Sassel update yesterday, I mean, on paper, what, heps down 0 to 10%, not a terrible number. But when you when you start to pull it apart and you realize that actually uh, the oil and rand price last year should really have helped them. And what they're struggling with is rail, is ports, is power. Uh, and the market took the stock down almost 7%. Yeah, morning, Simon. Morning to the listeners. Um, I mean, obviously, the... The rail conversation is a conversation that we've had for a long time over the last uh, couple of weeks, couple of months, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and and that's, that's been a big impact, not only on guys like Cecil. You look at guys like Tungela as well that have said the, the rail infrastructure has hampered their ability to get coal out as well. So it's it's definitely something that um, has been something, something unique to uh, the coal side of things, but also... Um, alongside the load shedding conversation as well. I mean, that's that's had its impact on all businesses, regardless of the sector. Um, but the rail one has been more specific to, to guys like Cecil. So um, interesting update from them. But I also found it interesting that um, ha- having a look at the update, they still uh, outlined a couple of things and there's a bunch of impairments that they're going to be putting yeah. through uh, as well um, as non-cash adjustments and all of that. But I guess they're being offset against that um, unrealized gain of $7 billion that they're, they're expecting to, to realize there as well. So um, kind of balancing itself out there. Um, but also, I mean, if you look at where earnings per share is coming through, uh, 0 to 10% lighter than what we expected it to be. We know that we expected earnings to be at around 30 rand a share anyway from, from a basic earnings perspective if you look at um, consensus from guys like JP Morgan and so mm-hmm. on. So that'll be interesting to see. But I think 
for me, the main focus that I want to be uh, looking at from Cecil is how that um, Lake Charles project is, is coming along for them because they did mention that they, they've had a bit of struggle in the chemicals business and an um, uptick in sort of sales from that. But also, one of their biggest reversal of impairments, as we spoke about the impairments earlier, is um, about 3.6 billion yeah. rand that relates to the Lake Charles project. So I want to see how the business or that business unit performed for Cecil because going into uh, times where they might be constrained on the coal side of it, that Lake Charles project could be something um, somewhat of a differentiator now that the the chemicals business is online. Yeah, that's a good point. Lake Charles was a disaster, but that's behind them and, and it can actually be benefit them in, into the future. Quick question on PPC. Uh, I think it was Bloomberg who broke the story saying that uh, they were again talking, potentially selling their Zimbabwean unit, which saw the stock up 20%, which, I mean, that's not nice for PPC. They did put a statement out and they basically said, look, we get offers from time to time. We consider to them, um, and they did also say that PPC Zimbab- Zimbabwe integral part of the Southern African footprint. But the market, obviously, in price action, says that uh, PPC is better in pieces being sold off than it is a- a- as a whole. Which, which I mean, I don't know. To me, that was a bit of an eye opener. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the the timing of everything, right? So the market started moving and, and price action started happening early in the morning and throughout the whole day. Mm. And we only really got the statement from PPC later in the day. Yeah. So that, that's very telling to say, um, is, is something happening? Are we awaiting? So, I mean, if, if you remember the Tungela story, before the Tungela news broke about them buying um, the Australian mine for 4.1 mm-hmm. billion rand, um, I think it was two days earlier than that, and the price started moving. So this a similar thing happened here, where earlier in the day before any announcements happened. Now we have no confirmed announcements, um, but to your point, I think the, the there's very much the sentiment that there's certain areas of PPC that they should be focusing on, like the what 24 odd billion rand of contracts that Sunwell has awarded locally that yeah. they could probably benefit from there, um, and if. The, the Zimbabwean business is going to continue to show strain, then it's probably best to say, okay, cool, we'll sell off uh, something like that business to finance um, the Sunrail contracts and ensure that we can pay down our debt and ensure that we can meet whatever demand we have locally. Yeah, I, I take the point, and, and, and certainly uh, there, there are spaces to focus, and, and yep, Sunrail's got tons coming out there. We'll leave that there. Jimmy Moyoha, uh, independent analyst, and that's our question today on LinkedIn and Twitter. Cecil, uh, struggled with issues around rail ports power. I like Jimmy's point there around Lake Charles, but are you holding Cecil in your portfolio? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise. As hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Standler Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on The Money. I'm chatting with Isaiah Mchlanga. He's head of research at Rand Merchant Bank. Isaiah, I appreciate the time today. President, State of the Union, Thursday evening. Ahead of this, we've got a scorecard from the presidency. It, it paints, actually, a fairly decent picture. But the, the real State of the Union is, is not that great. And, 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 and the tweet you put out, I mean, one of the key points you make is that a lot of what isn't being done is the sort of stuff which would be most consequential for, for creating jobs and, and creating growth. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. And indeed, if you look at the list of reforms that the presidency put, uh, you know, 
it gives itself a leaven out of 19 reforms that have been achieved. But if you look in terms of those that have been achieved themselves, some of them actually don't mean much. Let me just put one, for instance, uh, one that says starting or I mean, starting the unbundling of ESCOM. Yes. You know, anybody can start something, but it is in the completion where the real benefit comes. So starting itself must never be uh, listed as a success. And there are quite a number of them that also follow similar, uh, you know, similar assessments. But if we just look in terms of those that have been not been achieved, it's actually the most important ones that will be impacting economic growth and, and unemployment, uh, you know, uh, uh, positively, which have not been achieved. I think that's where that's where the issue is, and they they seem to be taking too much long than what was initially expected. And this revolves a lot of it around power, and we know the story. We're sitting here right now. I've got load shedding, and it's an ongoing reality. Uh, SEOs to be retained, consolidated, or disposed of. Uh, these are some of the really big ones. I mean, he credits himself with fixing rural roads. Now, we can debate that. I've been driven down some of those rural roads recently. They're not great. It's the really big ones which have all got the red crosses against them, and that's a huge issue. Absolutely. Look, I think this is not to discount some of the, you know, successes that mm -hmm. have been made, particularly as far as the law enforcement authorities and, and strengthening some of the institutions which have been, you know, run down through, you know, the, the, the Jacob Zuma era. Uh, you know, there have been some successes in changing the legislation, but the change in legislation that governs in these institutions in itself is, is not, you know, the full picture. It's the first step to actually, uh, you know, making these institutions make real impact in what they are supposed to do. That's what we are supposed to see from, from here onwards. But also if we, we, we just look in terms of what the president needs to be assessing, it is really to look at the powers of the nation and what really bothers the nation and what really is holding job creation, what is really holding back poverty reduction. And a lot of those issues are surrounding energy, are surrounding the rural economy, including proper roads and infrastructure within the rural areas where the large majority of the people that are still unemployed uh, reside. Yeah, and I, and I take your point as well around some of the achievements. I mean, for example, uh, one of them is the, the Spectrum auction. It, 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 it's been achieved. It was, by industry, still very, very late. And make no mistake, it's a big step, but it's a, it is an important step. Mm, absolutely. You could also add, you know, one that uh, the industry pushed quite a lot, the removal of the cap as far as mm -hmm. the embedded generation is concerned. Initially from 1 to 10, eventually went to 100, and ultimately because industry pushed, but also because of our energy situation, it was removed completely. And there is quite a, a strong pipeline of renewable energy producers that are now building that pipeline such that over the next two years, we will see more uh, industry being dependent on their own production for their uh, for, for their own uh, for their own businesses and that's going to relieve pressure out of escom so that helps quite a lot and it has been achieved because the private sector pushed so we need to see businesses pushing for the right reforms that makes their environment or their operating environment much more simpler uh, you know to to operate so they can keep their businesses running um keeping quiet would not help the south african economy because we have politicians 
that are too slow to react that just perhaps you know don't get the the seriousness and the agency of implementing these reforms purely because some of them have vested interests vested interests and you, you make the, the great point around business often it's business and often it almost feels business in spite of government rather than uh, uh, in collaboration with, with with government and again we come back to the first point uh, that's great for, for in many cases for, 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 for growth it might even be great for jobs it's probably not significantly benefiting the poor in many cases so far you could say yes but ultimately if the economy grows it will ultimately result in uh, poverty reduction mm-hmm. Maybe even if it's not directly through job growth, but the taxes that are paid by business South Africa into the fiscals are used by government to pay, you know, the 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 various uh, or the various grants that government pays to to many South Africans. Over half of South Africans are receiving some form of a grant, uh, you know, from the government, and that needs to be paid for. So when businesses thrive, they pay taxes. And when those taxes are used effectively, they can reduce poverty. Yeah, a tax paid by business in Santon can fix a, a road in, in Kwambanambi or, or a rural area. We'll leave it there. Uh, that's Zaya Mtlangu. You find him at Rand Merchant Bank. If seagulls were hardy dars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Chatting with Shirley Weber, Head of Natural Resources and Energy at ABSA CIB. Shirley, appreciate the time today. Uh, recent estimates from the African Development Bank put Africa's extractive resources saying they could contribute over 30 billion US dollars a year to government coffers. I mean, we really are a continent uh, blessed with natural resources and particularly with the decarbonization trend. Um, yes, definitely. Um, I think with the abundant amount of resources and especially the new greener energy minerals and metals sitting on the continent. I I do believe there's a few things that we need to do to make sure that, you know, we actually get the economic growth in these countries as well. Yeah, I mean, one of those, and the note you put out, I mean, it's it, it things such as, I mean, as simple as, as port operations. If you look at the, the sort of the bottom of the list of ports, uh, they, they, they're predominantly in the, in the African continent. It is. It's definitely, um, you know, a, a problem, you know, infrastructure, poor developments. And what we've seen on the continent, Simon, is that there's many private companies, corporates, mm-hmm. obviously assisting governments in putting infrastructure, you know, like railways, etc., cetera, um, you know, in the various countries from their mining operations to the various ports. Um, but I do think there should be a bit more facilitation happening, you know, from the individual countries as well to enable that. Because there are smaller mining operations that can't necessarily afford, you know, to, to um, put out so many um, funding amounts, you know, for this type of development. Yeah, because I mean, we mentioned ports there, but if we take it broadly to infrastructure, I mean, it's energy, it's going to be roads, it's going to be water. I mean, these mines are often not located conveniently, and often there is a a lack of infrastructure. It's across the board. 
Uh, no, no, it is definitely. Um, I think with the energy transition um, as well, you know, the, the energy component like power um, and just the general use of energy it would need to be a focus point for the, for, for the countries um, as well. You know, we've seen South Africa coming up, you know, a lot with a reprogram, you know, the renewable programs mm-hmm. as well. And that is, that is happening. But implementation should happen, obviously, quicker. Um, And we've seen captive mining, you know, power plants um, happening more and more, you know, next to the mining operation. Um, We believe that that should be helping the governments as well in in getting more on the grid type of solutions happening for, for many of the other industries out there. And it's also a, a bit of a chicken and egg. I mean, the African Development Bank, I mean, they're talking about 30 billion US dollars potential per, per annum for government revenue. Uh, but they kind of, the governments need that money up front, in a sense, uh, debt funding or something to put that infrastructure before they can reap that benefit. Um, uh, yes, I agree with you. It is a bit of an odd scenario. Um, but I think our, our various countries and governments can do more to facilitate, you know, the actual investments happening. Um, for example, political stability, I think, is very important. The way that they um, manage, for example, um, companies coming in, investing into these new projects, you know, clearly there will be shareholding development of local content, value chain. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that should happen. But ultimately, it remains with your point um, that a, a lot of the funds would need to be coming up front, you know, into these mm-hmm. um, environments. Another challenge, and, and, and mining is often uh, accused of, of not being sort of socially responsible. I mean, this is something as well that that's as a benefit to the continent, and there needs to be an insurance from government and I imagine the companies to make sure that it is a, a broad stakeholder uh, a benefit, not just some shareholders. No, no, it it should um, go broader than that. You know, everyone is immediately thinking, if we're talking about ESG, the E site, mm-hmm. um, but the S is as important, um, you know, from an um, economic growth point of view to alleviate property, poverty, to ensure, you know, that the UN's um, Sustainable Development Goals actually gets implemented. Poverty... Um, decarbonization, access to, you know, electricity, all of those things are very important. Um, I I think more and more the G side will get attention, Mm -hmm. you know, because it is, um, you know, governance, etc. But it becomes, you know, transparency, reporting, monitoring of the ESG side. I think it's it's becoming complicated and there must be clear standards and outlines and every country is actually different. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the point we always make. We look at the continent, it's a wide continent. A last question. I mean, we've been talking some of the opportunity, we've been touching a lot on the, the, the challenges that are out there and, and, and they're, they're well documented in many cases. Your sense on, on, on the ground, I mean, it's mining in Darba this week. Is there a sense that, that, that there's optimism around, around making this work? I think everyone is trying very hard to make it work. Um, I think that if I look at the activity here on the ground, you know, um, it looks like there's, there's, there's more than seven, eight, nine thousand people on the ground here. Mm-hmm. Um, between everyone, all stakeholders will have to work together, uh, you know, in trying to develop these. So, 
And so what I think we need to do is um, create an environment where it's possible um, and capital will follow sustainability. We want to develop projects, but it mm. must be done within a responsible manner. Yeah, I'll take your point on that, Shirley Weber, Head of Natural Resources and Energy at ABSA CIB. Shirley, appreciate the time. That's it for today. We were chatting with uh, Fahima Adir yesterday. She, of course, from Momentum Securities on locally listed uh, REITs, real estate investment trusts. After what was a tough 2022, she said she liked the ones that had some offshore exposure. Vakila has got Spain, storage in the UK. We asked you if you were seeing some value here. Almost half said waiting for now. A third was, nope, there are risks abound. Why, the rest were already buying. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app 6.30 a.m. podcast just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for the early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. Changes to the PrefShare ETF. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.